You are listening to Mission Corner, a podcast made by staff and students from Cornerstone, the WEC Mission Training Centre in the Netherlands. Hello, hello. Uh, welcome to the first podcast of Cornerstone, your Mission Corner. And to launch our first podcast, I have here my friend and classmate in 2012. Am I right? I, I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, in 2012, we were students here at Cornerstone together. And now I am a staff member here and I'm going to host this podcast. And I will let Martian introduce himself. But uh, it's good to note that your name was one of the hardest names when I moved to the <laughs> Netherlands. I looked at the paper, Martian van der Maas, and I really practiced a lot. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about that before we started. Anyway. Yeah, I remember that, Tiago, that um, when we when we went to Cambodia as well, and, and during the Cornerstone time already, that my name is was pronounced in, I don't know how many ways, but uh, I, got to, I got used to um, listening to something that sounded like my name. But anyway, um, yeah, my name is Martian. And um, yeah, from Holland, we studied together. It was um, yeah, it was about eight years ago. And um, yeah, I remember that time. It was a good time, a good time of uh, getting to know people and um, diving deep into uh, preparation for missions. So very, very precious time. Yeah, that's me. Very good. And then we both graduated, uh, and I went back to Brazil. But you went on a different journey with your family. Tell about your family and where you went and to do what. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm married uh, to Talita and we've got three kids. Um, at the time when we studied at Cornerstone, it was only two of them. The surprise was that when we entered um, uh, Cornerstone that we were expecting the third, um, which is a good surprise. Um, but that uh, meant that we stayed in Holland a little bit more, um, waiting for the delivery. And af soon after that, um, I remember that Amy was only three months old, we went to, uh, to Cambodia to serve there. So that's basically where we have uh, served the last six years. And we came back last year in March. So just before COVID broke out, we, um, we came back. And what did you do in Cambodia? A, a lot of things. I think um, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of things. And, it, and it's also about uh, the calling and the passion that God has laid on my heart is um, practical. I mean, just language and culture study for the first two years, uh, most, I mean, not full-time, but a lot of time and effort and energy went into studying the culture, uh, Khmer, uh, language, yeah, just a lot of energy put in there, but it, it was so worth the time and, and effort because it really helped to, to connect with the Khmer people, which was, which is, I mean, if we want to serve them, then we need to be able to connect with them, right? That's, um, uh, it's, it, it's obvious, it's, it's, that's standard. Uh, so that's what we did. But um, in Cambodia, we um, came across Alongsiders. Alongsiders is really strong on uh, discipleship. I mean, it, it was Jesus' last last words that he said, go and make disciples of all nations. And um, the question simply is, are we making disciples? Uh, and that is a question that when I, I remember that, that um, and I, I forgot who it was, but he, he gave a quote to me and he said, like, you say you, you say you care about the poor, then tell me what are their names. And And to me, that quote, it kind of, it was a concept, poverty or whatever, but in this case, poverty, it, it took a concept and it made it personal. What are their names? And to me, that's just something that is in my heart. And, and it, it applies to discipleship as well. You care about discipleship. You think discipleship is important. Okay, then, who are you discipling? What is his or her name? And to, to me, that is um, uh, what Alongside is all about. And that's also what we have spent a lot of our energy on in Cambodia. Practically, what we did in Cambodia, just to answer your question, Thiago, is... we oh, you already my next question that was great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. but um, uh, 
because alongside us works uh, with youth a lot in um, in Cambodia, we helped building a campsite. So we built the first Christian campsite in Cambodia, Shalom Valley. Uh, you can look it up on Facebook. It's beautiful. But it's a, it's a purpose-built campsite for youth to just, you know, mud fights, pillow fights, but also worship, and, you know, training, bonding together, campfires, enjoying. Uh, that's where Shalom Valley is about. It's purpose-built for youth to just... Um, I mean, the, you you cannot trash the place. It's 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 right. It's it's yeah. It, it's all all for youth. Yeah, and you you already mentioned your passion, and I think just talking to you is evident when you talk about discipleship. Your eyes uh, they shine, and that's exciting. And what did discipleship look like in ministry in Cambodia, day to day life? Maybe two answers to that question. One is like let's start with the personal. For me, it meant that I want to 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 rub life with 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 someone else. I don't want to be the teacher. I don't want to be the director. Um, but I want to be um, a, a person rubbing shoulders with someone else and together following um, Tiago. For example, I remember his name is David and he's only um, uh, 12, I think, 12, 13 years old. Way better in Khmer, way better than I am, of course. And I, I know a couple of things from the Bible that he doesn't know. So what we two do, we kind of, he, he corrects me on my, on my Khmer and I'm the I'm the learner. I'm the disciple. I'm the I'm the one receiving, and I, I need him. And then on the other hand, when we when we so we read we read, we read the Bible together, and he teaches me. And then and then when we when we finished reading, he begins to ask like, what does it actually mean? And I begin to teach him a little. It's 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 this life on life um, uh, discipleship uh, to me that is that is so important. Or another friend, um, Pom. That um, you know, we we we, uh, we lived close by when we lived in in Cambodia. Uh, just spending life, to, hanging out together, uh, laughing together, barbecuing together, uh, opening the Bible together, studying together, going through rough things together. We've been building this Shalom Valley thing together. It, it was hard sometimes, but through those difficult moments, as well as through joyful moments, you get to know each other and you begin to see where Jesus is at work in his life, in my life, and how we can help each other to grow more into the likeness of Jesus. And I think that's where it's all about. Um, so when, it, when, you, when, yeah, when I think of the question and I kind of apply it to myself, it's like, who are the that I really walk alongside um, and spend my life with? And the other thing, uh, when it comes to alongside us as a movement in Korea, then what we do as a movement is mobilize Christian youth, uh, you know, youth that have, that have been touched by, by Jesus' love. And we say, why don't you reach out to someone else, one other person, a younger brother, a younger sister, and you just love that other person with the love that you received from Jesus. So it is the idea of we love the other person because Jesus loved me first. So we, we pass it on or... It's about when Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. It's always this receiving from Jesus ourselves, being filled by him ourselves, and then passing it on to someone else. And within Alongside Us, we, um, we organize that by choosing um, a, a younger brother in their own community, in their own, um, let's say, habitat where they live, um, and just faithfully walk alongside that other younger brother or sister and just love them, just show them the love of Jesus. It's, it's in a sense, it's not easy but it is that simple mm. and it's, it's really cool that you say that because i think often uh in our society we think of discipleship as a program or you know a method and Don't it became so complicated one, yeah we, we just had a discipleship class with a lecture recently and the students we were talking about it the lecture was challenging them like stop looking at methodologies only or or just looking at oh what to do which book to use it's 
much more than that. Let's look at what Jesus did. And, yeah. and it's nice to hear you, you sharing something similar. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you, you talked about not just being the director, but actually now you are a director. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted you to tell as well, uh, I know you moved with your family back to the Netherlands. Uh, and you have the big title now, but uh, I know you have a passion behind mm -hmm. that. So just what is it with discipleship and what is the context now of Europe with alongside us? Yeah, I think, Tiago, it very much aligns with uh, what you just said about program. During our last furlough, two and a half years ago or something, we were thinking about the, uh, the you know, the, the time, time point on the horizon was that we knew that Shalom Valley was getting finished. Um, and our job as outsiders was done. It's run by Kamai. We are outsiders and we are helping insiders become alongsiders. So that's the slogan. But it was time for us as outsiders to leave. And we knew that time was coming and we were on furlough and we were asking people uh, sim simple questions. Do you think discipleship is important? And what I found is that basically every Christian says, yes, of course. And, and fine, it is. And then the second question was like, okay, then who are you discipling? So we were moving away from program. Uh, Wednesday evening trainings, courses, uh, whatever, booklets, moving away from that and, and asking the question, what is the relational aspect of it? Who, what's that person, uh, real flesh and blood person that you are uh, mm -hmm. uh, discipling? Because when we think of Jesus, we, we, we look at his teeth a lot and, it, and it's, it's massively important. We, we need to keep doing that. But the other thing that we need to do more I is look at how Jesus did it. You know, I, I came across this other quote where someone says, like, why is the church so busy to reach the many when Jesus spent 75 percent of his time reaching only 12, the few? Why, why this why this difference? And to me, that is Jesus spent a life on life relationship with these with the band of 12, basically. And then some others, of course, there was other circles around him as well. But but specifically this 12 men. And then when the Holy Spirit came they changed the world. They, 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 a movement began to, um, to, to spread. But, but Jesus spent, uh, the Son of God, spent his, his most of his time on 12 people. Amazing. That's an amazing fact. And I think we, we, we should not forget about that. What is the, the small bend, the small number group that you are actually spending your life on? Um, and I believe that, that that little group could change the world. Uh, it's the beginning of a movement. Mm -hmm. But um, it's not only teaching. Uh, yes, it's teaching, but yes, it's also his method. And um, especially in the West, Jago, uh, where we're so individual, you know, just me, myself and I, we need to uh, focus on this relation more because that's, that's the, um, A, that's the way Jesus made us. We, we are relational people. And the second thing, mm -hmm. it, is, it is in life on life when, yeah, when we rub shoulders and when, when we actually disciple each other, when we follow, the, follow Jesus together. It's in the relationship. So massively important. So forget about the big title. I don't care about director, but I, I want to, if, if I care about the title, it's about, it's about directing us, myself, on Jesus, redirecting myself and us on his ways, his method, his way of doing, uh, and then trying to inspire people to you know, do it. Let's just take on this challenge. Yeah. And it's organic, isn't it? I like when you talk about barbecue or, you know, go out and eat. That's what I really liked in, in discipleship. You eat a lot together and you play and you, you leave. Yeah. It's not about the seeing a program and achieving. And it's, it's really being honest and vulnerable and being yourself. Yeah. And Jesus' love and light will shine through whatever we do. And we have to be intentional. It's not just 
just be, but it's much more organic than very often we think. Yeah. I mean, very organic. Tiago, think about the, all these big words that we learned at Cornerstone, the omnipotent and the omnipowerful and all these. I remember that. But when do you think that the disciples learned about his omni whatever? It was when Jesus, you know, just spoke his word and the storm quiet or when or when he just keep on breaking bread and was just do, have we have we got enough yet and it was like man <laughs> it, it was not a book it was it was a life and i think that when we begin to spend life more intentional i like that word relational and intentional together in in discipleship it will make a massive change and i, I remember that at cornerstone uh, or sorry at uh, shalom valley uh, one of the first persons that we hired at shalom valley was a christian lady uh, just came to faith And, uh, and after a while, she, she needed some money and she asked me whether I could borrow a little. And then it's, an easy, it's easy to pull out your wallet and play Messiah, and give her the, the 100 bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I didn't because I, I, I realized this is not, not good. And instead, we prayed together. We said, Lord, you, we need you. We actually need, need you. And we prayed together. And um, it felt a bit cheap to me, to be honest, because I had the money in my wallet. Um, but I, I wanted her to experience Jesus, not me. And uh, so I went home praying uh, whether I should more. But um, soon after, she came back and she shared with me how the Lord had blessed her husband with um, because normally they, they I think they get around ten ten dollars a day. But he he was kind of invited into a special project where he gained twenty uh, five a day and he was hired for about two weeks. And so he got his hundred uh, dollars, but not through me. And together, um, this young lady and myself, we just thanked God for his for him being the Messiah. For him coming through, not me, not the white man. Um, and I think that is that is that is just together reaching out to Jesus and say, "We need you to come through in this." And uh, when yeah. that happens, man, the roof is off. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now tell what is happening in Europe. Uh, what is your vision for Europe? And and I was browsing the website and I saw something about micro challenges and I was intrigued yeah. about that. The um. So I'll pick up on the micro challenges and the, and the challenges. Um, what we, uh, our vision, our dream for Europe is is pretty simple. It is every child welcomed, all in the context of discipleship. Every child welcomed, every youth equipped, and every church engaged um, for discipleship. So what we do, we mobilize and equip Christian youth in Europe. Uh, so we kind of set the frames. We set the the the, the, the uh, what's the right word for it? The way we think about discipleship, the way we see discipleship. We reframe that. We try to reframe that into the way that Jesus did it Himself. Just, just spoke about. Um, so we've got an online training in Dutch now. We'll work on that in other languages this year. Um, but our vision is to see a, a movement of uh, of young people uh, standing up to the challenge to make disciples. To actually choose one younger brother or sister and say, "Okay, I will in, I will invest in you." faithfully, uh, because Jesus, you know, walks alongside me too. It is, it is walking alongside someone else as Jesus walking alongside me. He's, he's, yeah, so that's the, that's the big vision. Um, and it's, in a sense, it's pretty simple. So what we do is, is very practical. We, uh, we mobilize, we inspire youth when they kind of, when, the, when, they, when they see the vision, when they're switched on, when they got it. Um, we have them organized in little groups of five. So, so, so they have a, a little, um, a little group where they can encourage each other, where they can receive training together, where they can, uh, again, throw a barbecue together. But it's that little um, cell group or that little band or huddle or whatever you want to call it that that rallies together. They're on a mission together. It's not just uh, not just yourself. And then all five choose one um, little brother or sister where they faithfully walk alongside. Um, so that's what it is. They make um, they make five commitments. Um, 
for, for, for safety, for growth, for following the master, for justice, all these things. And, and all of that is in the online training. And then what we, um, and, and again, I, I cannot emphasize this enough, is the core is just faithfully walking. And you don't need a fancy program or you don't need a fancy booklet for, for, to do that. You can just go there and play a bit of soccer. You can just go there and, and, and whatever, make some drawings or do some arts or you just go for a walk together. Um, you know, th that is very simple. You don't need a fancy program for that. We have too many fancy programs. And then the attention is on the program and not on the relation. Um, what we try to do with the longsiders is we make challenges and micro challenges. And both come from the same idea. And it is what if we actually would do what Jesus said us that we should do? It, it's, it's, it's really simple. It's not... Uh, Francis Chan makes a makes a joke about it. It's not about studying in studying Greek um, when it comes to loving each other. What it meant, what we should do, is actually love each other. That's what the text says. No matter whether you can say it in Greek or Latin, that doesn't matter so much. It's about it's about loving. And what we try to do within the challenges is is help people, give them some tools and ideas to live out um, basic teachings that Jesus gave his disciples. And and we also include the the, the whole New Testament to us. Let, let let me give you an example, Tiago. In James, it says, says that a, a mark of true religion or, or true faith or true following Jesus, in my own translation is this, um, a true mark is that we uh, visit orphan uh, widows. Um, so, so for me, you can add the refugee, the, the weak, the, um, the marginalized, but, but that category that is systematically overlooked, that is, that, is, that is just on the margins of society, that people, James says when you visit them, it's a, it's a mark, it's a, it's a sign of, of true faith. Well, if that is true, then it's not about the Greek. It's it's about me asking myself, when did I visit an orphan? When did I visit a refugee? When did I actually do it? So the challenge is, challenge is called visiting. Uh, when did I visit? Who is the uh, single mom in my block of, of houses? Where's the fatherless child in, in the, the play garden close to where I live? And, and and then it's about going there and just, just being a little Jesus to just just loving them, just encouraging them, just, you know, when they fall down, helping them stand up their feet again and, and do a little prayer or just just doing that. Not because we want to be social, moral, just people, but because we love Jesus. That's that's the source of it. And he called us to reach out to, to, to those people. I mean, look look for uh, Jesus' statement, his mission statement, good news for the poor, free for the uh, for the for the uh, people in prison, uh, sight for the blinded. It's it's always this. So so a challenge mm -hmm. is simply taking one of these simple commands, things that Jesus taught us, and helping to put them in practice, actually doing it. Um, because when we do it, we create the context for teaching to stick. If we teach about forgiveness, but we don't actually work on forgiving, then we will learn a lesson, but it will also you know. We'll forget it again. But when we actually begin to, <laughs> where's the people that we need to forgive? Where's the people that I need to visit? Where's the, you know, all these things? And, and, and we begin doing it and facing the difficulties that in that context of a real situation, the teaching will make sense. It will stick. We will actually need it. So that's why we think that the challenges uh, work. And challenges and micro challenges are basically the same. Micro challenges are smaller. You just you, 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 you finish them in a day or in a week. And the, the normal challenges are bigger. They, they take a month. Uh, they go way deeper, of course, way more teaching. But that's, uh, yeah, that's the challenges. And uh, we are running out of time almost. So I'll just uh, ask an important question. If someone wants to know more, talk to you, uh, know more about discipleship and alongside us, how can they mm, cool. reach you? Um, yeah, I think um, uh, you, you just go to the website if you're Dutch. You just go to alongsidersnederland.org and you, whatever, you find a link and then you send me a message and I will reply. 
super simple. Um, or uh, for um, international, you can just go to alongsideeurope.org. Um, org and um, you, again, there's a link in the in the footer, and you can just send an email. We can stay in touch and see how we can help. Um, my heart is to my heart is to help people, and that we all imagine Jesus coming back now and asking you, "Who do you disciple?" Because these were my last words. Who do you disciple? I want to have a name. I don't want to be like uh, I, uh, I I'm kind of busy. I, I don't want to be that kind of guy. I want to have. I understood, I understood it, and and in in my own with my limitations, in my weakness. But this is the person that I that I try to invest in, try to pass on your love to this person. That's how I want to be found, and I want to help people have an answer to that question. And with this strong statement and reflection, whoever is listening, <laughs> the question to think. Uh, just wanna thank you for your time, for of course talking to us, uh, and uh, we hope we can chat again soon. Maybe another video, sure. another topic, or different <laughs> topic only. All good, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's an honor. See you. Bye. But don't go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you another question, but I think it didn't fit here. Uh, how did uh, Cornerstone help you in the process of getting trained for what you did in mm. Cambodia and you were doing now? Tiago, do you remember our the service when we did our graduation something? I just came yes. back from a... I think it was a trip to Cambodia or something. I just came back and I, I didn't I didn't do the rehearsal and everything. I just jumped in <laughs> and uh, and then I think we all we all could say something, just a little little short message. And I remember that what I said was I came as a manager because that was my former job to manage a little company and that's how, that's pretty much how I felt. But I said I came as a manager and I leave as a disciple. And to me that has been the cornerstone journey. I have honestly, I have forgotten most of the lessons. They, I, I know that they have shaped me and helped. Sure, that's true. But I think one of the biggest things that Jesus showed me that we don't need managers. What we need is disciples. And that is something that the Lord did during the cornerstone year in my life to um, undo me from being a manager and saying like, well, just follow me. Just let me be the manager. <laughs> just be a disciple. Just <laughs> just follow me. And that learner attitude, I mean, I'm wrestling with, but but that learner attitude, that that focus on the master himself, yeah, that has been a that has been a, yeah the major takeaway from. Oh, encouraging to hear. I wasn't planning to ask, but it really yeah. fit our whole conversation. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> yeah, and now we finish okay, really for real. <laughs> for real. <laughs> I will just put this whole mess in the podcast. It's okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's the first time, and you know? I should just not have ended. Nice. You know? And now we finished officially our podcast thank you so so much martian and sorry that for the <laughs> uh, mistakes finishing and restarting but it was really good to be here see you soon again